0: This is FaceTime with Ashley, sharing heartfelt stories from our school halls and positive partnerships with our community. Listen as these stories inspire you. On today's FaceTime with Ashley, I'm really excited about the conversation that we are going to have about pre-kindergarten or pre-K. So to begin the conversation, let me just introduce the three great educational experts that are with us today.
1: Thank you, Ashley. My name is Catherine Tehany, and I'm the Beaufort County Schools Preschool Director. Okay, thank you,
2: Catherine. My name is Jennifer Williams, and I'm a pre-K itinerant teacher
3: with Beaufort County Schools. Okay. My name is Danielle Price, and I'm one of the pre-K teachers for Beaufort County Schools. And what school are you in, Danielle? Eastern Elementary. Eastern,
0: so right down the road. Okay, thank you for coming. So first, let's talk about pre-K. Let's start with you, Catherine. What is pre-kindergarten or pre-K? Preschool
1: um, in Beaufort County Schools is a blended program, and we have funding from NC Preschool, Title I, as well as some exceptional children as well, too. So the purpose of preschool is to really focus on social-emotional skills, um, critical language skills, and other pre-academic skills to prepare children to begin
0: kindergarten. So when we talk about pre academic skills, what, what is a pre academic
3: skill? What does that look like in a classroom and what does it sound like? Um, For us, that looks a little different with pre-K. There are different ways that we address pre-academic skills in the classroom. Our primary basis is learning through play, so we integrate lots of um, academic activities and academic skills into our play-based learning. Um, So we focus on colors and numbers and counting and different ways of sequencing and um, number identification a bunch of skills to help us to get the kids ready for kindergarten.
0: And I love that. I'm going to put you on the spot. So you just talked about colors or numbers. How do you teach that through play? Or what's Um, an example?
3: There are some very easy ways to teach um, colors and numbers. Um, We might say, if you are wearing red, please come get in line. Um, If you have on blue today, please go to the red table. Um, There's different ways that we integrate those type of skills and academics into just our language, and it can be just as simple as, if you are a boy, I need you to come get in line. We do a lot of counting with us, lining up to go to um, different stations, different transitions. We count throughout the day. I need three of my friends to come help me. Our centers are regulated by the number of children that can be in each center to help with our play and making our day kind of run smoother. So we may say um, in the block center, there can be three students. If there's already three people there, then we need to find somewhere else to play. So it's just different ways to integrate numbers and colors and counting and different skills into our language, which makes it a little simpler than having direct activities. Danielle, I mean, I can visualize that when you say block, center, and
0: one, two, three. I mean, that's beautiful. And I've been in the classrooms, and it's amazing all the natural ways that you bring this in while the kids are playing. And so can someone mention, why is play based learning for these preschoolers, why is that so important?
1: Well, it's developmentally appropriate. And, you know, by integrating all of these activities within play, they learn naturally throughout the course of their day. Um, they're highly motivated to participate. And while they're doing this, they're really developing those social-emotional skills that are critical for
0: success throughout your school career. And I know we talked about social-emotional. What, what are those skills? What, what does that sound like or look like? What are some social skills that they need? In- L-
2: learning how to get along with other children is a, a big thing for kids at this age. Um, just how to separate from their parents. Sometimes this is the first experience they've had being away from home. And so those are all just building blocks for what comes next. You have to have that good social emotional foundation and
1: well and I was thinking too, you know, one of the things that all of our preschool classrooms have is learning how to self-regulate and how to mm-hmm. identify their own emotions. Um, one of the first things if you were to go into Danielle's classroom and all of our preschool classrooms is, you know, for them to identify how do I feel right now and being able to express those emotions and being able to um, express what they need at that time. And that's critical throughout life.
0: And, I, yeah, I'm glad you said without life because all that that you just described, I mean, as an adult, we need to know how to get along with each other. We need to be with larger groups in our, in our home. So I'm so happy about that. So if somebody wanted to enroll in pre-K, or how does how does that happen? Because not 100% of our kids can enroll in preschool. So how does that happen? Well, one of these days, we hope to have universal preschool, that would be
1: great. so it's so much easier, so everybody um, has a slot for preschool. But right now, we have a limited number of slots, 180, okay. um, in Beaufort County Schools. What we do is we have a, a mass preschool registration in the spring of every year, and we hope to find as many preschool eligible students as possible. At the the preschool registration, the parents make an appointment in advance. They bring the child's birth certificate. They bring um, any shot records that they have. Proof of income, because, again, we're trying to find children that would benefit from preschool Mm -hmm. the most. Um, Proof of residency, because we only serve children that um, reside in Beaufort County. At this mass screening, we do a dial for screener, which uh, screens their language, their motor skills, and some of those pre-academic skills. Um, after that um, event, we go ahead and do an exit interview with the parents and talk to them a little bit about where their child um, scored. So leaving that registration event, the parents have a snapshot of their child's functioning. We also provide a um, spe- a hearing and a vision screener. Sometimes, you know, the children aren't as cooperative with that, but we, we do provide that service. Once that screening process is completed, um, we will determine which children um, qualify for our preschool program, and we will send letters out by the end of June or early, early July to notify parents if their
0: child received a slot. And at those big screeners that I'm looking at, that is a bunch of energy i mean yes. <laughs> i love it i mean the kids are just so excited about being there and so excited to learn and the and the parents is a beautiful thing like all they learn about their kiddos at that day and it is fun to watch all those little but there is a bunch of energy i mean we're just getting like it is y'all are great when you do it so to qualify so you have obviously more than 180 people i'm assuming that want to screen that are in part of the screening so how do you qualify? How do you have that conversation, like, oh, you
1: got in? That's a really good question. Um, from the dial, we have a multi-criteria score, and that's also based on parent input, um, you know, whether they have special needs. We just look at all this different criteria. So each child will have a score, and we look and see, and the, the bigger the score means that the child has um, possibly um you know, more needs for that multi-criteria score. So we try to place the children that need preschool the most. We start at the top Mm -hmm. of the list until we run out of children. Sometimes we'll have children on a waiting list and then by the time school starts, children have moved, they've decided um, to, um, I don't know, go to a different district or do something different and we may have those slots available and then they get bumped up. Sometimes we have children that will apply for a preschool in the middle of the year. If we have an open, open slot, we'll go ahead and screen that child and slip them right in. And what ages are we talking about here with these children? The children must be four by um, August 31st. Okay,
0: so the year before, the August 31st, so that's really helpful. So where are the preschools? I know not all of our schools have preschools, elementary, but most do. So where are
2: they? We have uh, two at Chakawinity Primary, there are two at Northeast Elementary, uh, five at Eastern Elementary, and one at Snowden. Okay, so that's
0: kind of good to know.
2: And then we also have slots at child care centers too for. Oh, that's good to know. Children Thank you that for come saying to the them, mass yes. screening mm-hmm. yes. are applying for those slots too.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Carowald in Washington and um, Carowald in Chakawinity has some slots. And more recently, A new adventure. A new adventure. Um, Um, But they have a very. They only. I think they only have nine slots. They've got Mm -hmm. just a few slots. So we we encourage all parents to go ahead and come to preschool registration because they will leave with valuable information from the screener, hearing and vision screening, and um, and if they are able to get one of those slots, um, it is you know at no cost to them. So that's that's very important.
0: And they get breakfast and lunch and and bus bus transportation. That is so good. What does a typical day look like for these sweet little four-year-olds? And and I'm looking because
3: Danielle, is she's going to go with that one because she lives that typical day every day. A typical day for us looks like um, morning routines for the children when they arrive, either from buses or through our carpool line. A lot of our classes have a little bit of center time and free play before we get ready for breakfast because we go to breakfast collectively. um, I believe in all of our schools, um, for Beaufort County Schools. And then when we come back in, generally there's some morning circle time um, or what we consider our group um, learning opportunities. And then we'll go and we'll have more centers in free play. Um, We'll have some integrated activities during that center time and free play that gives opportunities for some direct teaching. But we're really um, moving around in the centers, interacting with the children, um, asking them, you know, what are you doing? Tell me about your play. Um, What do you think will happen if that gives great opportunities for engagement and conversation, uh, at some point of our day, we have opportunity for group music and movement, or like whole group movement outside on our playground areas. We'll have lunch during the day. There will be an opportunity for snack. There is scheduled in recess time, and there is also scheduled in rest time later on in the day. And then, depending on what our schedule looks like, we may we ha- may have more opportunity for centers and free choice in the afternoon, or we may have more opportunity for whole group learning or additional outside time. But throughout our day, there's opportunities for learning integrated throughout the day. Oh, my gosh.
0: They're so busy four-year-olds. Busy, busy, busy day. (laughs) Every day. And so they're like, oh, rest time. They're probably so excited. But what fun. Because when you're four, your world is so small, like just that family unit and to get out and have all those new friends. How many kids are probably in a typical pre-K classroom or a preschool classroom in Beaufort County?
2: 18 is the max oh, wow. that they can have okay. in there. And most classrooms stay pretty full throughout the year. I was thinking
0: they'd probably stay full. Mm-hmm. So that is a lot of children for them to get to know and to practice those skills with and those learning opportunities. So if a parent was interested um, in the spring, we had the big enrollment, but where would they find out more information?
1: Well, they could uh, call um, the preschool office directly and um, ask for Catherine Tahaney, the preschool director. So and they I could would just call Burford in.
0: County Schools and mm-hmm. they would get mm-hmm. you there? Okay. And
1: they know to, to send them to me and I could answer any questions about um, what documents they might need for uh, registration and um, support them with that and mm-hmm. let them know when they will be able to make those appointments. We typically don't start um, having parents make those appointments until the month prior to spring registration. Okay, that's good to
0: go. So call and make an appointment, and I know that those appointments, are they get full. Good they good. get full, and and, and it's so very exciting. And nothing is as cute or precious as a preschool room and nothing. I mean, the most energetic people are our teachers and our elementary teachers because – It's a busy time. It's Mm -hmm. super busy. Mm -hmm. Was there anything else that y'all would like to add to what? I would like to add, you know, just um, we've um, experienced
1: COVID um, Mm -hmm. fairly recently. And some of the natural experiences that we would expect preschool students to have just being out and about, they were not able to do that. So it's even more critical that they had that exposure and um, try and develop those um, adaptive skills. Um, Self help skills, social emotional skills, and learn how to get along with their peers. And I would, these two ladies, since they have taught preschool for so many years, I'd like them to comment on the growth that their students make um, with definitely. the creative curriculum and the things that they do. And, I, and
0: right before they get there, I do want to talk about that because I'm so glad you mentioned that, because going to the grocery store became something some families didn't Mm do you know you ordered online It got put on going to a restaurant going to church go to the movie theater some very natural things you didn't do so i'm glad Mm -hmm. you mentioned that so yeah talk about what the growth that you see and i know we use creative curriculum so yeah we'll start jennifer you want to talk and then we'll go to Danielle.
2: do you want me to tell you a little bit about what creative curriculum is yeah that, that would be great it's a Curriculum that's imp- approved by the state, um, okay. we look at six different areas of development um, cognitive skills, social emotional skills, physical skills,
0: uh, like playing a pencil, all of that. When you talk about physical, yeah. it's just fine uh, motor very- and gross motor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, language literacy and math. And so, that's with six. language, you're really t- are you talking about that verbal language being able to talk to someone other than mom and dad. Yes,
2: being able to carry on a conversation and staying on topic back and forth with multiple exchanges between you and a peer or you and a teacher and um appropriate vocabulary. vocabulary. Yes.
3: Extended conversation. Um giving responses with more than like two to three words, short phrases. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. really getting them to um engage reciprocally is really important. Um being able to have those listening skills and, mm-hmm. you know, there's just a lot that goes along there with is. The language and development. There is. And I'm
0: just thinking about even like in my own house, sometimes when, when it's your child and they can point at something and you know what they need. And sometimes we don't as parents force that language piece. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously it's why that's important. So thank you for explaining what that is. So when you have that and you have all those domains, what kind of growth do you see from that first day or even that assessment? to them getting ready to go into that kindergarten world. We see a lot of growth
2: in all of the children, no matter where they start. There's growth that happens. Um, Just their language, usually, as they become more comfortable with the classroom and the teacher, you see that language grow. Literacy and math are big things that sometimes they haven't been as exposed to. Before coming to school, it's all about giving them that language to get ready for school, that educational kind of language that will help them get ready for kindergarten. So we're seeing social growth as they interact. That's probably the biggest oh, growth yeah. we see.
0: Anything else you want to say, Danielle, about that?
3: A big part of it is uh, attention and focus. We work on being able to sit for a little bit more extended amount of time. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, it's very short bursts of periods where we'll have our whole group might be five minutes and we are really vying for that five (laughs) minutes. But as our school year progresses, it may be that we are able to work up to a 10 minute group time and the kids are engaged and they're learning and they're giving back where they're taking in things that you know we're talking about. Um, so that's what we look for and really looking for growth in all areas. Their play, even when they're outside, we look for that to see changes and being able to share and take turns and wait your turn and some of that reciprocal play because when they first come in, a lot of kids are very territorial. Mm-hmm. So we look to see that growth as far Probably as being able shared. to share. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being able to share your space and your materials with other children, you know, of similar age. So we look for growth across all areas from the beginning of our, um, of their interests to when they leave us.
0: So Danielle, oh, Catherine's going to ask you a question.
1: Well, I was, you know, I was a principal for many years of schools that had pre-K programs. And one of the takeaways from um, our preschool classrooms is their ability to develop persistence and stamina in these children because it's wonderful if children have this knowledge but they're if they're unable to stay with a task complete a start a task or work on a non-preferred activity because you hear a lot of kids saying, but I don't want to do that now. <laughs> but they kind of taught that, you know, you need to self-regulate. And when you, an adult asks you to complete something, you're able to sit there and you're able to complete that. And, you know, as a principal, I would see children coming out of preschool were able to do that. The kids that started first day kindergarten without that type of program they really struggled with that even though they had the cognitive ability or the intelligence or maybe even the pre-academic skills if you cannot show what you know when asked to
0: it's all lost sometimes and paul and i were giggling a little bit as middle school and high school teachers Mm -hmm. sometimes we heard big big children say i don't want to do that don't you know so yes so we can start that learning Mm
3: -hmm. so daniel i'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit why do you teach pre-k what joy does it bring you (laughs) I would say that I teach pre-K because I actually fell into this position. Okay. Um, I was brought by whatever force it was because this was not the natural path that I took. This is actually the path that chose me, and wow. I'm so glad because I've managed to stick with it for about 17 years now. Um, I stayed because I truly do absolutely love working with this age group. Mm-hmm. Um, they are extremely Malleable. They want to learn. They're willing to learn. You just have to give them the pieces to help them, you know, be able to control their feelings, manage those emotions. Um, we talk about a lot of first, then. Um, going back to piggy piggyback off what Mr. Haney said, there is some difficulty with preferred and non-preferred, but helping them work through those things is what I want to see. I want to see the growth, and I really stick with it because I want to see where. Our program helps our pre-K students get ready for kindergarten, getting them to understand, you know, everybody doesn't want to come every day. We are so glad that you did. We know (laughs) that 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 is not the easiest thing to do, helping them work through their feelings. And that is a big part of our program. I stay because I love it. Um, I hope that it loves me as long as I want to stay in it, look, but that's really why I stay. I truly do enjoy seeing the growth that happens while these kids are with us. And I've seen the little kinders and first graders that you had
0: come back and give you big old hugs. I love it. I know. Yes, it's so, yes. so sweet. Yeah, you're that celebrity, one of the celebrities at Eastern Elementary School One of the things that, you
1: know, I know that we mentioned earlier that we have a blended preschool program, and one of the slots we haven't really talked about is our exceptional children's slots. And the exceptional children's slots, we have a few in each classroom, but children that have an IEP have an opportunity to work on their goals while they're in that preschool that classroom. Plan. And I'm telling you, that early intervention makes such a huge difference. And um, the growth that you see with these children that are lacking in some areas or need specific instruction in those but areas, it later really speech. can turn them mm-hmm. around. And I don't know if um, Jennifer or Danielle would like to comment on, you know, any students that they have had that they have a really – seen a big difference and by attending preschool.
2: Yes, But there are so many stories. I, I taught pre-K for 25 years, <laughs> telling on myself a little bit there. But some of the the children that came in as three-year-olds, because when children have IEPs, um, sometimes they start pre-K when they're a three. Bit younger. Mm-hmm. And so they get a little extra time in there. But to see their, they, they come in sometimes with very little language and, um, very little self-regulation ability and the growth they make, and and now I see children that I've taught that are some no longer have IEPs, some are, and I'll probably yeah, you're I, getting I teary about this We have we have tissue in here. Yeah. The, yeah, the amount of growth that those kids make, and
0: because um, you've seen their behaviors grown and
2: they're grown years they can yes, children. they can control behaviors now. They, not to mention all the academic stuff, but from where they start to where they.
0: Yeah.
3: I mean, you've given them a life, like right. what they can do as a grown-ups.
0: Did you want to say anything else about that? Danielle?
3: Um, I've just seen like over the years, the enormous benefit of pre-K. And I have to agree with Ms. Taney, which, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm somewhat biased, but I do believe that pre-K should be an option for all children mm-hmm. before they go into kindergarten, because it is like extremely valuable to help with developing skills that can help them be more successful in kindergarten. So there's been a lot of success stories over the years, and I just want to see that continued um, effort and success. Well, I am so glad y'all are here. You've answered so many questions. And
0: if someone has more questions, um, Bifert County Schools, you can call and and ask for the pre-K office, and, and Catherine will help you. And if you're not there, Jennifer can help or... She called Eastern Elementary, Daniel. But <laughs> this up upcoming spring,
1: um, anybody that's listening to this, if you know of a child that's going to be turning four by August thirty first, please encourage them Definitely. to come and register and uh, be a part
0: of our preschool program. Uh, I'm so glad you you mentioned that again because we we want all the kiddos in. So thank you so much for being here today. This has been FaceTime with Ashley. Um, Please like and listen, and with all good wishes.